we step now into that time where we hear from God, uh, where we hear what God has to say to us this morning through our scripture passage. The last couple of weeks, we heard about Jesus interacting with two people with kind of opposite lifestyles, Nicodemus the Pharisee and the Samaritan woman. And in both cases, Jesus was trying to draw them deeper into faith in himself. And today, we start this kind of series on Jesus actually being met by crowds of people. And he does the same thing, tries to draw them deeper into faith in himself. Today, just as Megan told us, he's in Nazareth, his hometown. Let's see how that goes. Jesus went to the town of Nazareth where he had lived when he was a boy. He traveled all around teaching people about God. On the Sabbath day, Jesus went to the synagogue in Nazareth. The synagogue was a special building where Jews met together to pray, worship, and learn about the scriptures. Jesus stood up to read scripture. He unrolled the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has chosen me to tell good news to the poor. He has sent me to tell the captives that they are free, to tell the blind that they can see, to free people who have been treated badly, and to announce that the Lord's favor is on us. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll. He gave it to the attendant and sat down. Everyone in the synagogue stared at Jesus. Jesus said, Today, as you listened to me reading these words, they came true. The people said good things about Jesus, and they were amazed at him. But some of the people in Nazareth had known Jesus from his youth. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. They expected the Messiah to be someone else. Jesus said, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. Jesus told the people about times when God used prophets to help people who were not Jews. He reminded them of Elijah and Elisha. When there was a terrible famine in Israel and no rain fell there for three and a half years, plenty of widows in the country needed help. But the prophet Elijah did not help the widows in Israel. Instead, God sent Elijah to help a widow in another land. And when Elisha was a prophet, many people in Israel had leprosy. They wanted to be healed, but Elisha did not heal them. Instead, he healed a man named Naaman, and Naaman was from Syria, a country that hated God's people. The people in the synagogue were angry. They forced Jesus out of town. They wanted to throw him off a cliff, but Jesus walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Jesus read Isaiah's words and announced that he is the promised Messiah. The people of Nazareth rejected Jesus because of their unbelief. God invites us to trust in his son, Jesus. Jesus came into the world to rescue sinners. So you heard the story of these people actually rejecting Jesus. And ironically, they reject Jesus because of the kinds of people he says he wants to accept. And it's not just that he accepts people who are different from them, but he accepts people who are a threat to them. But before we get to that part, we'll take a step back and start at the beginning when Jesus starts reading the Scripture. The Scripture he reads is all good news. 
I'm, I'm going to preach good news to the poor, open the eyes of the blind, preach forgiveness and release to the prisoners. This is really good news. And Jesus says, this is fulfilled in your hearing today. And everybody thumbs up Jesus. You know, everything is good. They're kind of surprised by it. And then that surprise kind of takes root a little bit as they say, well, wait, isn't this Joseph's son? Didn't I see Mary at the river doing Jesus' laundry a couple days ago? And what is he, 30 years old now? You know, they, they start to have these doubts of knowing Jesus' backstory. And they don't, they don't reject Jesus just because he's preaching good news to them. They're kind of weighing this good news. It, it sounds good, it's surprising, but they're not sure what to do with it. And I think, I think we, we come into contact with a lot of people who are really not sure what to do with that, and maybe that's some of us. You know, Jesus sounds like really good news. He, he gives things like forgiveness of sins, he promises eternal life, all really good stuff. But then, but then you have to deal with, with the church, and, and they kind of have that reputation. You know, you, you know the reputation of people who call themselves Christians. And, and you got, you've got to listen to, to a bunch of preachers who, I'd be the first one to tell you that a lot of times we are hypocrites. You've got to go and you've got to trust in, in, the, in this book that's like 2,000 years old. And if that's where you are today, weighing Jesus, surprised by him, wanting to trust in him, I just want to dare you again to spend time in the community of faith. Spend time in the scriptures. Spend time reading his word. And see what Jesus does. And what Jesus does in this scenario is a little bit different, of a, elicits a little bit of a different response. Jesus begins to talk about what this gospel really means in this context. And he says this phrase, you will quote to me, physician, heal yourself. And that's something we won't really understand until the end of Luke's gospel. But then he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. And why is that? Well, it's because of the people that God's prophets want to accept into the kingdom. Elijah goes to the widow in Zarephath. Elisha goes to Naaman the Syrian. These people aren't just different from Israel. They're rivals with Israel. And that's not like the kind of rivals like Florida Gators and, and Florida State Seminoles kind of rivals where, where you kind of don't like each other and make jokes about, oh, I can't even stand in the room with that guy. But these kind of rivals actually go to war against each other. These kind of rivals have reasons to hold grudges against each other. And Elijah goes and helps this woman of Sidon, which is a rival with Israel in that way. And Elisha, this is one of the most offensive stories of the whole Old Testament, that Elisha actually goes to Naaman the Syrian. Now, Naaman wasn't just any other Syrian. He was the commander of the Syrian army, the very same army that goes on raids consistently into the land of Israel, the very same army that may have killed Elisha's own relatives. And God sends Elisha to bring acceptance to this person who was a threat to Israel, who was a threat to the people of God, and who was even a threat to to Elisha himself. 
You see, this message that Jesus is preaching is acceptance to everyone, even those people who threaten us and who threaten the things that value us. That's the offense of this message. That's what drives Jesus. That's what drives the townspeople to drive Jesus up to the cliff. And and there in Luke chapter 4, before Jesus does a single miracle after his first preaching gig, it looks like it's going to be the end of the gospel as these people surround him to try to kill Jesus. But we know that that's not the end. We know he's got more in store. And I don't think that in our lives we, we often try to reject Jesus so passionately that we want to kill him and remove him from our lives completely because you ended up here this morning. But I do think sometimes we struggle with the same thing that the crowd in Nazareth struggled with. Sometimes we struggle with sharing the acceptance of Jesus with people who threaten the things that are important to us. You move into a new neighborhood and maybe it's, maybe it's that one neighbor who, who always peels out of his driveway and makes a ton of noise and then goes down the street speeding and not only is he disturbing the peace, but he's even putting your children at risk for speeding down the street. Or maybe it's that one neighbor that's just always watching and it feels like they're judging everything you do in the front yard when you put a little bit of landscaping here or there. Or maybe it's the neighbor that has the loud parties. Maybe it's the neighbor where the police are always there. Maybe, maybe it's that one neighbor who just lets their vines grow over your fence. And they're nice enough, but that's going to destroy your fence. And we like our kingdoms close. And it's so hard for us in those circumstances to want to be close to those people, to want to share the gospel with those people who who are a threat to our own comfort. And we push them up to the cliff of our hearts, over on the edge of our hearts, and not even realizing that this awesome mission that Jesus invites us into, when we push those people to the edge of our hearts, we push that mission to the edge of our hearts too. Yet, Jesus doesn't stay on the cliff. No, Jesus moves through the midst of the crowd. Right? This isn't the end of the gospel because Jesus has more in store and he passes through the midst of the crowd. I think that's a gracious word for us that Jesus passes through the midst of them because no matter how much we or this world, or the people around us might reject Jesus, no matter how much they might threaten our kingdoms, Jesus moves through the midst of our lives. He moves through the midst of this world. And even when people rejected Jesus to the point that they put him up on a cross to kill him, they still couldn't stop Jesus from moving through the midst of them. He rose from the dead. He sends his Holy Spirit to move through the midst of this world. And as Jesus does that, he shares the gospel message he promised to share in Nazareth that he would accept all people, even those who seem to be a threat to the comfort of his people. Jesus' message of acceptance is to everyone. 
And that's not bad news like the people of Nazareth thought it was. It's actually really good news because the fact that Jesus' message of acceptance is for everyone, that means it's for me and for you and for all of those who may have pushed his mission off to the, to the cliff of our hearts. Well, Jesus' mission of acceptance is for you too. And he moves through your midst again this morning. And yet sometimes he calls us even deeper to move through the midst of the lives of those very people that threaten us with the gospel. This morning we have this special opportunity to receive some new members into this congregation. These, these are people who have gone through the explorations class. And, and as these new members get to stand up, and don't stand right now, but as you get to stand up, you get to share not a rejection of Jesus, but an acceptance of Jesus and his mission. And when we accept that mission that Jesus has accepted us into, we actually also receive all of those people that are a threat to us. Now, those people who, who may not have the boundary of personal space, those, those people who may not understand those boundaries, those people who may be an irritant to us in our lives. And when Jesus receives us into his kingdom, he brings us into a kingdom of all of those that he accepts. Even those that might be irritating to us sometimes. But Jesus accepts them he accepts us, and he moves through our midst to change our lives again.